Good morning and welcome. Happy Hump Day, Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, rocking and firing. You know, it is this holiday week. It's confusing because yesterday I kind of felt like it was Monday. Today I've got the Tuesday feel, but no, it's actually Wednesday. And you know what? That's a good thing. That means Friday's just that much closer. The physical delivery of wealth insurance. It is what we do, and quite honestly, we do it better than anybody out there. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. The website at allamericangold.com. Make it part of your daily routine. We'll we'll keep you... Listen, we're either going to, you know, keep all of you disturbed people comfortable or make all of you comfortable people disturbed. Either way... It's going to be a great hour. Sit back, relax, strap on your seatbelts, leave the drive into double as we wander through this hump day. The sun is out. Gold and silver are higher. Uh, the, trade, the trade deficit is higher. I know we're supposed to be in this big trade war and getting all these better terms, and uh, we broke a record, the largest amount of imports ever for the month of July. That was a record. And I wonder why it was a July number. I don't know. Maybe I guess the takes a while to count it all. And then um, as well as the largest deficit for them that month with both the EU and with China. Of course, I think a lot of it probably having to do with people trying to order their stuff. <laughs> Uh, before the next round of tariffs hit, have not heard uh, from the president whether the two hundred, the next two hundred billion is going to go into effect. Some say that could come this week. Uh, Canada has yet to sign the free trade agreement. In is uh, I don't know. Uh, we'll see. They'll, I'm sure they'll come around, but at least as of yet, uh, no movement there. Uh, we did get some, uh, and again. I think what we have is very, very simple. Okay, what we what we have is we've got the two, and I'll call them two different types of an economy. Right, we've got our debt economy. Okay, which you know you're looking at Wall Street, you're looking at the bond market, uh, the Federal Reserve who runs it, and then you've got the economy that we have to live in. Okay, and and here's the difference. The economy that the Federal Reserve is in charge of, they want to tell you how great they are, right? And again, this is something where over the course of 100-plus years, people actually, because we're, and I don't know that we're dumber, but the information that is fed to us is no longer accurate, uh, and I'll use, uh, you know, yesterday I told you about how my son went to the Chicago Federal Reserve. I can't believe it. <laughs> right? The fact that, that he's sitting there and, and they're talking about inflation. And, you know, my son left there just hating the world because he wanted to go with the cooking class because they got to eat free food. And they were talking about how they just make up numbers. And I've been telling you all along, we are in a whole new cycle. 
And when you start looking at uh, the cycles that we've been in, you go back to the Great Depression, okay? That was a deflationary cycle. And one of the reasons why they took the gold was because they believed that they needed to print money, right? The Federal Reserve, the central bank, wanted to create debt. And you know how this story goes and how it was sold, right? It was sold as, listen, we need to print the debt in bad times, but don't worry, when the times get better, we'll pay it back. And see, and getting gold out of the ground and getting the silver, you know, we gotta we gotta get people in the hole down there in California, and it takes a lot of effort, a lot of work. And quite honestly, we want to print a whole lot of money, <laughs> right? We don't want just you know a couple thousand twenty dollars gold pieces. We want to print millions and millions of them. And and so this is what they did. Right? They created the problem, and they came up with the solution, which was take the gold away. Okay, So, so this was, we are battling deflation. And of course, the, the history books actually don't even tell you how we got out of this deflationary cycle. Right? It wasn't because the central bank fixed it. It wasn't because they had the courage to act. And it wasn't because they printed up all the list debt or they lowered interest rates or they raised interest rates or they contracted the money supply or increased the money supply or came up with some great mathematical formula. It wasn't because of any of those reasons. And it wasn't because we created Social Security and we had the, uh, the, the really the first, the first uh, uh, round of food stamps, one called that, right, the Emergency Relief Act money, where the government just started handing money out to people. That didn't fix it either. We'll tell you what it did. What did. Then we'll talk about the second cycle they created. And then we're going to talk about the cycle we're in today. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. Patriot Radio News Hour. And, you know, listen, I don't really care. You know, and what I mean by that, I don't care about Nike and Colin Kaepernick, right? Even though I think it's idiotic, I don't actually wear Nike. Uh, and of course, I have, that's not necessarily true. I, I have some shirts that are Nike or, or, or things of like that, but like my shoes, I don't buy Nike shoes. And uh, well, actually, I don't buy anything. That's my wife. She, <laughs> I know I'm the worst. She buys everything for me. Uh, but, but neither here nor there. I don't care. That's what you think you need to do. Just be, you know, be prepared to face the consequences. We've got all the big tech firms testifying in front of Congress today. Talking about, and really, what are they doing, really? Lying about what it is, the information that they're really gathering on us, because we're all worried about the Russians. <laughs> the Russians. 
Right? Has anybody been scared of the Russians since Ronald Reagan and they tore down the wall? I mean, really? Right? Do you think that the Russians were the ones that got Donald Trump elected? No, it's simple. You guys picked Hillary Clinton to run for president. That was the problem. Nobody liked her. Not even the Democrats. <laughs> None of it really, though, matters. You know what? You get this crap somewhere else. I'm talking about your financial well-being and whether or not you're going to prepare or not. Listen, there's only two choices. Well, I give it three. One, you can be like the majority of Americans. I'm dumbed down. I give up. Kind of like what my son wanted to do after his trip to the Chicago Federal Reserve when the guy made no sense. They just make it up, Dad. They sit in a meeting room and they come up with some ideas about how to lie to everybody. But I don't want any part of it. That was kind of his wrong. I don't want a part. I don't want to be part of that. Little does he know that's how the whole world, you know, fake it till you make it. That's how the whole world goes around. You can be part of the people that tuned out, right? I've got my Sirius XM radio, or I've been listening to, or I listen to sports talk, or I listen to the '80s station, right? I don't listen to news, right, of any kind. I don't listen. I got my Netflix and my TiVo. And I'm just trying to provide for my family, and I don't get involved. I don't want to know. Right? That's the majority. And they, believe me, they count on that. Right? Maybe they'll see a headline. And they really like that, right? Because the headlines are full of crap. That's the majority of people. Then you got the rest who are newsy people. I'm a newsy person. All of you listening are newsy people. You got your left-wing newsies. You got your right-wing newsies. Right? And you got your financial newsies. Right? And, and, and you fall into one or two categories. Either you are in blind faith of the central bank, or like me, you have, you, have, you have doubt, skeptical, and maybe uh, if I studied my history just a little bit, you'd actually know what's coming and what is going to win and what is going to lose. Let me tell you who the loser is. The dollar is going to be the loser. I know it feels like winning right now. Right, but Charlie Sheen was winning too. Of course, he really wasn't winning, was he? And neither are we. So you sit there and you think about the central bank, the third one now, by the way, the third in U.S. history, the only one to last more than 20 years. And, and they did it by infiltrating Congress. How they did it. How they got created. It's how they controlled it, and instead of disbanding it as another failure, which it was, they took the gold away from you, and from, well, from us, 
those of you know, not that uh, most of us weren't alive back then, but there's still a few of you out there it happened to. Most of you were kids then. And they claimed to fix it. But the realities were, we never recovered from the Great Depression. And it really took World War II to get us out. And we really only got out because every other major city in the entire world was dust. (laughs) Paris was dust. London was dust. Berlin was dust. And all the others, they were dust. But that's what got us out. Right? Not all of these uh, great thinking minds. Well, let's see. I, I'm a, I'm a uh, scholar, and I studied at all the best schools, and uh, I've been thinking about elasticity and money supply and all this stuff, and A squared plus B squared equals C squared minus some imaginary numbers and this and that, and I think, you know what, if we just run a printing press, things could be okay. And all through the war, and after, immediately after the war, the United States reaped the benefits. Now, give our bankers credit, right? The Bretton Woods Agreement allowed for the United States to become the world power. Because it essentially forced everybody to buy things in dollars. But that was really, when you think about World War II and how we came out of the Great Depression, that was it. That was it. Because now everybody had to own them. Because you couldn't buy anything without them. And of course, I told you about the $20 gold piece being worth $35 and and of course, by the 70s, it, it all the gold started leaving the country. See, because what happened in the 70s? So you had the Depression of the 30s, which if you want to believe uh, the central bankers and how they think, the problem there was they didn't go into debt enough. Okay, That was their, that was their great thought process. Well, you know, we just, we just didn't go into debt big enough. So then we get to the 70s, and remember what happened. Richard Nixon closes the gold window, right? Which, of course, was, hey, they, the foreign governments could no longer give us $35, and we would have to send them back one of those $20 gold pieces, right? Because we were going to run out of gold. We had already lost. 60% of our gold. And most people, do, they don't even talk about it. And in 1971, we were now officially a full fiat currency, only backed by the full faith and credit of the United States government. By the way, that full faith and credit now is up to 22 plus trillion. And actually, really, it's a lot higher than that because the Federal Reserve, they got four trillion too. 
<laughs> so it's more like $25 trillion. Oh, yeah, wait a minute. We actually lied about having the money to pay for Social Security and Medicare, right? So it's really about $70 trillion. But who's counting? Don't worry, it's full faith and credit. Now, every one, every one of these great economists, Right, and and you could go, you know, from John Maynard Keys to to uh, I don't even know Jeremy Stiglitz or whatever his name is to all the idiots that they run out on the the uh, stock market channels today. All of the people from Alan Greenspan to Ben Bernanke to Janet Yellen to Jay Powell that is now running it today will tell you. How long have we had fiat money in the world? It goes back all the way to the Ming Dynasty. Let me ask you, any of you got any Ming Dynasty currency? No, you don't. Well, gee, what happened to it? Oh, yeah, it went to zero. What happened to all the other fiat currencies that have ever existed? Gone to zero. When you press them about what will happen to the dollar, they're going to tell you it's going to go to zero. Why does it go to zero? <laughs> Right, you can ask any of these economists. They'll tell you, well, they printed too much of it. <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted it anymore. Because really, it's just a piece of paper with some coloring on it. Right now, we got green and blue and gold. Some of it's even got pink on it now, right? We were adding all kinds of pretty colors. And, of course, now we want to go virtual currency. But in the 70s, we had inflation see we 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 went full fiat people were nervous and everything started to cost more right from food to gas to housing but guess what else was going up wages right you are making more and more right the the median income was rising and and you had this this inflationary cycle where everything was rising, right? Minimum wage, you know, went from a dollar to three dollars, and and all these other things that were going on, and everything started to cost more. And of course, the debt, which stood at four hundred billion. By the way, Great Depression, the debt was essentially nothing. It wasn't even. I don't. I don't even think it was twenty billion dollars. Okay. And that was four hundred billion. By by nineteen eighty one it was a trillion. And then we went and we went into hyperprinting. Right? And and things started to stabilize as we we the Reagan tax cuts, all that stuff, and then we we kinda had the Goldilocks economy again, right? They keep right we keep replaying it. Right after World War Two you know, the 50s and the 60s were okay. Then we had that that little inflation problem. <laughs> right? And again, how did they fix it? Right? we got to get to the fixed part. Paul Volcker fixed it. Right? 
Remember, Paul Volcker was the head of the Federal Reserve, and he brought, he had the courage then to bring the interest rate to 16, 18%, 20%. And that's what crushed inflation. Nonsense. But, you know, hey, they like to give themselves self-high fives. And, of course, the media was more than willing to what? Go along with it, right? And that's when, of course, what did they do? They created 401Ks about that time, right? Got rid of all your pensions. How do you think that deal's worked out for you now? Would you like to go back to the 80s and say, hey, wait a minute, uh-uh. But, I, I, you know, you, but, you know, today they tell you how great the 401K. They act like they're doing you a favor. <laughs> Trust me, no favor's been given. So then we had this Goldilocks period again, right? The 80s and the 90s, it was all nice, and then it blew up. Then we had a banking crisis. And again, remember now, they said they fixed it. But really what we've got now is because they printed all of this money. And go back to the Great Depression. The problem then was we didn't print enough money. We're going to talk about what all that money printing's actually done when we return. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. President Trump's July press conference with Russian President Vladimir Putin was remarkable in that Trump refused to acknowledge the liberal fiction about Russian hackers stealing the 2016 election. Instead, Trump went on the offensive and laid blame for deteriorating relations with Russia where blame is due, at the doorstep of Robert Mueller's delusional investigation and the crazy antics of the swamp. President Trump's takedown of the media at this press conference was simply an encore to draining the swamp of the North Atlantic Treaty Organization. That entrenched bureaucracy has been bilking the American taxpayer for years, while we get little or nothing in return. NATO developed as a counterweight to the communist Soviet Union. But with Russia becoming more conservative than Europe, it's unclear why we are still spending billions on NATO. Its largest member nation, Germany, is dependent on Russia for natural gas. And no amount of American troops in Europe can force Russia to turn on that gas if she were to one day shut it off. Germany is totally controlled by Russia because they'll be getting between 60 and 70 percent of their energy from Russia and a new pipeline, observed Trump at the opening of the recent NATO summit. It's a very bad thing for NATO, and I don't think it should have happened. NATO member Poland, also a former communist country that is increasingly conservative, immediately praised Trump's criticism of Germany's self-defeating globalism. Poland is buying natural gas from the United States, and Polish President Duda astutely observed that one of the most important goals for the European Union in the energy sector should be to avoid dependency on any foreign country. Many globalists and American liberals dislike Russia now because it is increasingly Christian, and it even enacts pro-life laws. Communism was overthrown in Russia more than a quarter century ago, and its trend toward conservative values today angers leftists immensely. Globalists may not have been pleased by President Trump's one-two punch in July, but standing against globalism plays well with the American voter, as it should. President Trump is keeping 
His promises. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. As President Trump fulfills his campaign promises, his accomplishments on trade, immigration, the economy, and protecting the unborn should be celebrated, not ignored or diminished. To track these victories, go to phyllisschlafly.com and find out what's next for the Trump presidency at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800-951-0592, giving you a little history lesson. Let's just be honest, shall we? Your wallet, your bank account, all the little possessions that make up the American dream is under attack. It's sick. Matter of fact, here's what we know. It's terminal. All fiat money goes to zero. And just like a terminal patient, you have good days and bad days. And you have, right, uh, sometimes right, you're, 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 you end up with, you, you, you go into the hospital, right, you're terminal, you're fighting cancer, whatever it may be, and, and the chemo and all the drugs have weakened your immune system, and you got to go stay in the hospital. But you're not dead yet. And get a little better, and they send you back home. Still terminal, but you're feeling a little better. Right? And then something else happens, and back you go again. This is what's happening right now. Right? We just went back into the hospital in 06, 07, 08, 09, right? We were in the hospital. And their solution was to pump us full of drugs. See, the solution in the 1980s to get out of hyperinflation was to what? Make the cost of money so expensive that that you essentially uh, didn't have, you know, you crushed it, right? And, and, and that's the words they use. Of course, that's really not, they were the ones that caused the problem to begin with. But let's forget about blame for a minute. And all of your wealth, or what you perceive to be wealth, is terminal. And when it finally happens, those that own something other than dollars are the ones that make out. Listen, does the world come to an end? Uh uh. Right, look at Venezuela. Has the world come to an end there? Nope. I mean, a lot of people wish it had, but it isn't. They're still alive. And if you had gold and silver down in Venezuela, you're okay. It's just that simple. And think about all those. See, and they've gotten smarter as they've gotten more entrenched. And how have, it, how have they survived at this? Well, I had a guy call me the other day. How can this be, still be the case? Look, it's nonsense. Right? It's kind of like my kid at the, at the Chicago Federal Reserve. How can gold only be $1,200? This is nuts. We got $22 trillion in debt and this and that, right? Trade wars and currency manipulators, all this stuff. Countries blowing up. 
And I just kind of laughed. And I said, you got to remember, right? They, they, they're, they're smart. Right? They, they've been able to write their own rules and then use the media as a way to get away with all the lying, cheating, and stealing. And yet, guess what our Congress is doing today? Right? We're going to talk about Russians. And the elect, dude, it's over. Right? That we're wait just nonsense. What they should be talking about is why are we allowing these central bankers to get away with ripping off our citizenry? See, because they're able to get away with the lie, people don't realize that we're sick and getting sicker. So you think about since the financial crisis, really when you think about it, the average American isn't making any more money. More people have fallen out of the middle class and into poverty. We've got this great recovery. If you want to believe Wall Street, it's a 10-year recovery. We got 41 million people on food stamps. And, and listen, I know it was like 45 million, so that, that's better. But most of the people that got off food stamps didn't get off because their incomes got better. Right? They got off because the states are broke and they made the requirements harder to stay off. But, again, I'm splitting hairs. Just because they can lie about inflation and this 2% target and all this nonsense. We have to live in the real world. I'll give you two very real-world examples that just came out in the last two days. Rents. Okay? This is how you got to put a roof over your head. Hit a new all-time record high of $1,412. And they talk about the core CPI printing this 2.4% and the Fed's preferred inflation metrics, right? We talked about that the other week, the PCE, at a, at a whole 2%. And by the way, that is the highest number since two two. So according to the Federal Reserve, and the way they do math, we've got to believe the bull that since 2012, inflation has never been above 2%. Ever. And the whole six, that hasn't happened. Nope. Uh -uh. (laughs) Uh-uh. Think about what rents have done, what health care has done, what what car prices have done, but there's, but there's none. So rents just hit the biggest all-time record high, which, by the way, um, they said the average rent was up 3.1%, the highest monthly increase in 18 months, to an all-time record high of 1,412. So you need a place to live. 
after you need a place to live, and I'm I'm going to assume uh, forget I'm going to set student loans aside. Okay, I shouldn't, but I'm going to because I'm a nice guy. Cars, right? That would be the next most expensive purchase that you would have, and we know that car prices have been rising. The other day, they came out, and again, these are the government's own number. They're not mine. I don't make them up. The average American car payment hit a new all-time record high this month. Take the radio news hour. Don't worry. They're not stealing from you. 800-951-0592. We're a terminal patient. I know it's going to happen. So do you. So does everybody else. They, they, they like to pretend it won't. Because right? if you knew, you'd do something about it. But then you start thinking about what phase are we in. And we know how critical we are now. The first time we 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 got sick, they took the gold away. Right? telling you that was the the solution debt was the solution of course debt makes you terminal but we weren't we were just sick then we weren't terminal just sick then we had the hyperinflation of the 70s and everybody wanting all the gold back and then they decided you know what let's close the gold window that'll fix it because that just sealed our fate and now we're terminal. And you think about the debt. And remember, their solution always is what debt? Our debt was nothing in the Great Depression. $400 billion in 71. A trillion dollars in 81. <laughs> we're going to be $22 trillion in 2018. And, and plus, 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 right? But now we're starting to see this this thing because remember now we're in the fix it stage, right? They fixed it, right? They fixed the Great Depression by 1937, and then they realized they didn't, right? Same thing here, right? They're taking their victory lap, and Jay Powell's talking about we're going to normalize rates and everything's fine, and even their own lies say inflation is coming back it's so much worse than that and this is kind of the problem rent now is like a mortgage $1,400 the average car loan we broke records for both new and used the average new car loan $724 a month. Right? I'm telling you right now, I was in an apartment all of the 90s. Nice one. Okay? I wasn't living in the ghetto. That was more than my rent. And this was a two-bedroom apartment. That was more than my rent. The average new car payment. The average used vehicle payment, 
$720. So could you imagine if you had a new car at $724 and uh, the rent was $1412, you're just the average dude out there, right? You're talking about two grand and you haven't bought food, you haven't put gas in, you don't have any car insurance, you don't have the utilities on, you haven't paid for your, your health insurance, you haven't paid for anything. And they're trying to tell you there's no one, where's the media? Where's the investigation in Congress? Why isn't Jay Powell in front of Congress right now? Jay Powell, show us the math that says you're not stealing from the American public. Instead, let's bring in Twitter and Facebook and Alex Jones and let's talk about the Russians. Here's the problem. See, we're in this new stage. Right? I call it stagflation. And 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 I only call it that because that's the only word I know. Not that smart. And we're getting ready to go back into the hospital again. But this time, it may be the fatal one. See, because guess what? The, think about what they've done. Okay, And I've already told you a mi- excuse me, a million times. You put that money in the bank, it's not yours. Right? You essentially, when you, when you open a new bank account, and I know most people, we don't do it very often because it's a huge pain in the butt. Sign here, initial there, click OK. Sign here, initial there, click OK. Done. Okay, all that sign here, initial there, click OK, essentially is you agreeing that, yes, I don't own this money anymore. That's the, that's the quote-unquote small print. See, but they learned something during the what they call the financial crisis. See, that was a different type of an event, right? That, that, was, that one caught us off guard, right? We were in Goldilocks, and everything was great. Now, yeah, you know, right? The Alan Greenspan era, we're going to pay off the debt by 2010, and da 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 and oh, yeah, we, we got this thing. It's great. He was the maestro. And then something bad happened. And see, you know, it was just bankers behaving, behaving badly. Right, it was subprime crisis, all this and that. Of course, it wasn't. It was a warning. It was a warning. They've been lying, and they continue to lie, and they lie about everything. They lie about inflation, and I mean lie. Right, this isn't this isn't an accident. No, they're lying, and plain and simple. They're deceiving. They deceive us on unemployment, right? I've told you a million times. Listen, they've taken the report. Every Thursday we get this jobless claims report, and we have forever. It's completely worthless now. See, because all the while, they've been changing the rule, right? Just the way business got rid of your pension. Nice, for your 401k, happy. Yeah, are you kidding me? Oh, by the way, now they've circled your 401ks. They've changed the rules on all of your money. They've also changed the rules on employment. I'll try to get through that here in the final segment. Patriot Radio News Hour. Don't touch that dial. 
800-951-0592. Gold and silver both higher today. Uh, gold's 1197 and change up $3. Silver is higher as well. Silver's called uh, 1419 That's $14.20 on silver this morning. Uh, U.S. $20 liberties, 1 through 9 at 1300 10 through 19 at 1290 20 or more down to 1285 $1285 at 800-951-0592 I have about 30 rolls of dimes still left in Phoenix those silver dimes were in yesterday in Phoenix at $56, and I've got about 50, maybe maybe 60 rolls of dimes in Colorado at $56, and then uh, Colorado has quarters as well. I don't have any quarters left here. If you want rolls of quarters at 112, uh, that's your great play in the silver market. By the way, not what you're talking about dollar forty over spot, something like that for government Hallmark material, uh, 800. Nine five one zero five nine two. So we're sitting there, and I'm talking about we're a terminal patient. And guess what? They claimed all your organs, right? The bank account's not yours. Now the next time things get bad, see they learn some stuff. Your four hundred one ks and your IRAs, your money markets, all of it. They now have the ability. If it's an emergency, to force you to stay in. No more going to the sidelines. No more redemptions. None of those things, and it'll be legal. Didn't require an act of Congress. No, just required the central bank and their banker buddies to change the rules. Why do you think they did? Right, they don't change the rules, you know. Wouldn't it be great if they had the rule? Hey, listen, we're not going to let you buy right now because this is a big, giant, fat bubble. No. Uh-uh. Now, the next time we go in the hospital, is it the last time? I don't know. Kind of got that feeling, though, doesn't it? Right? The standard of living has evaporated. More and more Americans living paycheck to paycheck. Right, the workers today, right now, the workers of the 80s, y'all lost your pension. The workers of the 2000s, you're now a gig economy worker. Right, we don't even, you're not even a real employee. Right, because you know what, we don't want to pay your health care benefits. We don't want to pay the 6.2 percent in payroll tax. Right, all the law. Right, oh look at our stock prices, isn't it great? We don't pay any taxes, and now we don't have to pay any pensions, and now we don't even have to pay your payroll tax or your insurance. That makes us better. You better start paying attention. Because it's here, right? And the fact that they don't even... Here's the fact. They're, they're admitting to 2%, which is the quote-unquote market. We know what the real number is, but guess what? The real number keeps going higher. All-time record highs for everything. Rents, cars, health insurance, school loans. And then all that other revolving debt, they keep raising rates, so the minimum payments keep going up. Patriot Radio News Hour. 
make sure you're protected so you can be one of the ones that, hey, when it's over, you're still okay. You live through it. 800 951 We'll talk again tomorrow.